Hey everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Hope you're tuning in for the live stream. We're here on Facebook, Snapchat, not Snapchat, Facebook, YouTube, Sorry, Twitch, old man. Twitter and Twitch. Yeah. Well, we're on the Snapchat, the damn Instagrams, the damn Patreons, the, the dang uh, everything else. Skype. Yes, uh, we are live on the stream. Thanks for showing up. I'll see you in the chat. Get in there. Tell us what you think. Um, we are Street Fight Radio, the number one anarcho comedy radio show on any station across the nation. We've been doing this show for eight years now, spreading this mess across the U.S. We're going to be in the Southwest next month in May. We're hitting up Denver, Albuquerque, Phoenix, and Las Vegas. That information is coming very, very soon. The official links to all of the tickets and everything as well. The poster is almost done, so get ready for that. Uh, I also announced uh, uh, some information about the tour happening at the beginning of July, end of August. Wait, end of June. Beginning of August, end of July. Beginning of August, end of July. On Instagram... So follow us on Instagram, Street Fight WCRS. I do live feeds over there like twice a week, and you can get in there and, you know, fuck off at work. It's a I'm lot not of fun. telling nobody about the beginning of July, the end okay. of July, until hopefully June we'll have that announcement ready to go. Okay. The first part of June, you think? Yeah. It's getting done. It's and happening. It's a big fucking deal. I figured out some of the logistics already, so I'm feeling more confident and comfortable. We can make it happen. It's just going to be a matter of getting venues, but we have something great on the way. Oh, and a matter of getting venues and a lot of people together on the same page. Yeah. Let's just say it like that. And it's like, I don't know. I think our listeners are going to be very excited about this thing. Yeah. And I want to say also, I mean, it, you know, we need help on Patreon. We really if you're you're not a, if you've been listening for a while and you haven't made the leap, please consider jumping on Patreon. We've been stagnant for a few months now, but we're adding a lot of people. Um, you know, we're paying Jake, paying Katie, paying Jason, paying Steven. Serena, paying Steven, paying people to do the artwork for the posters and the zine and the writing and all of that. It like really adds up. So you know, that stuff it only can happen because, you know, we get support from people. And, you know, we aren't a corny-ass podcast that does fucking ads for toothpaste and underwear. Can I, t- I also, like, just going to throw this out there now because it's something that's probably going to happen later and uh, probably later this summer. But on that $5 Patreon level, uh, one thing is that we watch TV every week. So you can, we just watched the Hooters episode of Undercover Boss, a often requested episode of us, of Undercover Boss for us to watch. It was, uh, you will see two guys go through, uh, me and Brett go through about 50 different opinions on whether we should just shut down Hooters forever or if it can be like <laughs> a, a possibly be salvaged and there's something about Hooters that needs to be preserved. Um, so there's that. And I'm going to start. Um, probably near the end of this summer, maybe in, maybe by the end of July, I'm going to start releasing like limited podcast runs on, uh, the $5 level that are going to be like, they're going to take money to make cause we're going to have to cut audio and stuff. And it's very big guess. I, I think the first concept is that we're going to do kind of a shock jock retrospective with a bunch of different people. Yes. 
Felix is going to come on and talk about Opie and Anthony with me. And I think I, I we'll get Brett in there to talk about somebody. We'll, we'll, we'll get a lot of people in. We'll talk about Tom Likas, Bubba the Love Sponge. We're going to talk about all of them. Talk about a period in radio history that inspired this. And then this turned into reaction to that. So it's like, an, like that's how I feel. It's like a lot of those shows inspired me. And yeah. then this actually turned into a reaction to those types of shows as my politics changed. So I just uh, be looking forward to that stuff. It's going to be really fun. And uh, that $5 level is worth getting. It really is. Yeah, you get a hell of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this week is special. Special Street Fight Week, I think. Uh, I had a bunch of news stories to cover. Ooh. I made the decision not to do that. And we're going to call this, uh, well, let's start out first by playing the, go ahead. I had a wacky day too. I wanted to share with you. Okay. But I don't know where you want to put that. We'll put it at the end. Okay. That works for me. Because I I just want to kind of start the show with this. Uh, Means TV released our second video this week. Uh, I guess what I'm going to do, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play the audio. And for the people in the chat, I'm going to play the video of this. You ready, Jason? I'm going to play the video for this. And I'm going to play the audio and let's just me and Brett just going to have a seat and listen to listen to ourselves talk for a minute. How, how many times have I you gone the into work and then I looked the at audio. your boss and said, is what are they doing? It's not muted. And you ever think the, about the levels the at a job, oh, Brett? Of I course, the people muted. on the very bottom. What do they oh, do? Oh, I can't hear it. Usually clean. There it goes. Yeah. Now I can hear and it. And then there is the people just above them. They're the ones that do the second hardest job at the place, right? Deal with customers? Yeah, that sort of thing. And then there's another level above that. And that's the manager that's in the place. Now let's think about what comes after that, right? You might have a guy named like Glenn that comes to your office every six months and you have to lay out the red carpet for Glenn. Think about what the person above Glenn does. Uh, Jerry is the person above Glenn, okay, right? Okay. His job is basically going to lunch, right? Yeah, yeah, powerful meetings, <laughs> yeah. shaking hands real hard. We're gonna go up to the CEO now. The people that sit around a table and who knows what they're doing? Nobody knows what they talk about. Playing cards. What connection does that <laughs> person have to what you do? The least and charitable what the read of what gets. CEOs do. Just seems like you can really chop like five or six levels off of any job and the company would still run perfectly. Think about your job. Now imagine your manager isn't there. How much smoother would your day run? I mean, how many of you work a job where you don't even know who the fucking CEO is of the company? That means they're absolutely useless. They are just, they're parasites. They're on the top, getting most of the money, sending their kids to private school, driving the fanciest cars, and they can't make a sandwich. Every new level of hierarchy is more money coming out of your paycheck. Unions are fucking great because it's not HR. You need solidarity with the other workers. We need to use that and exercise that. You and your other workers are the most important people at that company. I mean, hell, the way I think about it, maybe you don't get a union at all and you just take the whole company company away from the bosses and that's called a co-op so that was our video this week and uh that came out on means tv it was us just kind of talking about work and what we think about the people that work at a job very cool that the afl cio posted (laughs) it and it was just i mean it was just a video of me and brett kind of bullshitting about work um so yesterday 
I was after watching this video, I thought, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about work, I think, on Twitter just to see if I can gauge how people feel about cuz I kind of when the what is capitalism video came out, freedom under capitalism video came out, people were very mad at us. Yeah. There's a certain type. I mean, most of the feedback was very positive. But yeah, that's true. There was like a certain I mean, There's capitalists, like, people yeah, aspiring of, capitalists. Yeah. Bald Eagle Avatar people. Yeah. And, they uh, live, you know, they they believe in it. That's their religion. So I felt as though I was like, do you think that people are going to get mad at us for this video? Like, is there a possibility that somebody would actually get mad for what I see as a very non-controversial and vet, an extremely mainstream sentiment in that video? Yeah, um, I that I mean, most of that is material that i've done and at the smoker's pit at every job i had (laughs) for the first 10 years of my working life yeah it's all i ever thought about at work it's all i ever said was like there like we we have a system here that works amongst us and then the fucking boss shows up and starts yelling at people and starts punishing somebody who's slacking off who we don't care is slacking off because they're doing one vital thing that we know they're going to do you know so um or whatever it may be, man. It's just like these people are so disconnected from the job. It just is so infuriating to, when they come and talk to you about your daily, your daily life. They're making the decisions about it. It's fucking bullshit. So they know nothing. So uh, something that occurred. I talked about this on the call-in show this week, and I think this is a better forum for that, so that we can like kind of s- sprawl out and like kind of stretch out with this theory. <clears throat> but I have this sort of theory. That the boss, your boss's boss is a wall between you and anybody above that person. So any sort of complaint or reform that you have for your job a lot of times dies at that level. It never gets above that level. And uh, some people might think like, oh, well, you're giving like the CEOs and the people above them a lot of credit. And it's like, I'm not. I'm not giving them a lot of credit. I'm just saying that like a lot of times if you talk to another person face to face and you explain your issue in an articulate way, in a way that makes them understand where your side's from, they will often change their mind. Yeah. Especially you're an expert on your job. You know? Yeah. Um, One of the things that happens that dies at that person, at that boss is metrics. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to call it. Metrics Monday. Even though this doesn't come out on Monday, it's okay. Metrics Day, baby, on Street Fight. Okay. Um, talking about metrics. Talking about metrics. Uh, metrics are a thing that affect every part of your job. A metric is the number that they that is the numbers that they decide to use to judge you and, and to judge your work performance. And and metrics a lot of times will change the whole way that you do your job out of nowhere. And, and in a lot of companies, especially big corporations, the metrics will constantly change so that you're having to adjust the way that you do your job constantly. It never normalizes and stays a certain way. And, you know, a lot of people have, have guessed that that's just management's way of uh showing that they exist (laughs) yeah i gotta tell you there's this new podcast i've been listening to that covers a lot of this really well and these two the hosts have nailed something that like is in our wake but like they 
taken it and made it something amazing. It's called Retail Nightmares. Yeah. And they have like funny people and interesting guests come in and talk about some of their jobs. But I just listened to one in American Apparel. And they this woman is explaining that like that Dove Charney guy would on a whim just decide that all the light bulbs in the store had to be fucking changed to be a different kind of lighting. And then they would be responsible for doing like all of this stuff. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Yeah. They have to do all of their job. But then also change every fucking light in like a store that's completely, you know, has all the rack lighting oh, and yeah. like all kinds of other stuff. But they, that is a real, they, they have, there's been more than one episode where I've heard examples of that. Yeah, right. And, and they'll fuck your company. They'll just and, fuck your day up. And, and, and so I wanted to, I kind of wanted to start this by telling my story <sighs> before we get into the listener's stories and maybe your stories. Cause I know I didn't give you a lot of time to think about this. You might not have anything, Brett. Uh, my story is. When I started at, at the cable company, you were judged on a number called the quality control number. And what that was, was you did probably, I, I don't know, like 40 jobs a week about, and they would go to about 10 of them and check your work. There would be a few things that they would go to look at, and you were responsible for keeping your score at 98% or above. Which sounds ridiculous, I know, to the listeners. Yeah, I mean, like, who, who can be that perfect? <laughs> who can do that? But that number to me was something that I could absolutely 100% control. Because there were certain things that I had to do. And if I did those certain things, then I was good. I was going to get that 98%. It made it, it, it made it so I checked a few certain things and I did my job. Now... QC was new to a lot of the older guys that had worked there before, and they had had to adjust their working style to QC. Now, I started with QC, so it wasn't a big deal. After I worked there for about three years, they decided, well, QC is only like one number, you know, that judges the quality of your work, right? So then they decided return, return calls. That's what we're going to judge you on. I mean, okay. if somebody has to go back to the house after you've been there, that is a failure. And you'll be judged on the percentage of times that somebody has to go back to a house after you. Okay? But that ignored a lot of the reasons that people call <laughs> cable companies. Okay? So that ignored uh, old people that want company. Which I know people are listening, like old people call cable companies and have the service techs come out and talk to them. Yes, they do. They love it. Yeah. Uh, that ignores uh, old people or, or just people who don't have a lot, got a new TV and accidentally switched the input on the TV and couldn't figure out how to don't get know. it back. Hey, you don't have anybody call. Don't have a friend to come over and look at their TV with them. Yeah. Uh, that ignored maybe a problem with the main line. That I didn't see at that moment, but could have been happening later. A lot of times when you call the cable company, you'll say, hey, this thing goes out all the time, but it doesn't go out when the cable guy's there, which means that how are you supposed to tell why it's going out? There's, I'm telling you right now, it's impossible to tell. If it's working, it's working. If it's not working, it's not working. That includes people who think that their HDTV pictures are snowy, which is right. impossible. Right. Because 
They don't do that. <laughs> they are either there or they're not. That includes people who have home theaters, like those home theater geeks, right? You know them that pay $200 for a fucking HDMI cable to hook up their TV. And as soon as I leave their house, they change everything I did for their fucking room. Yeah. So like that number became this thing that every month we were called in, like each one of us, one by one, called into an office and told to improve that number. There was no, I can't control that number that no i can i can control it to a certain extent but it that number is not to be controlled and it always stuck with me that was when i learned this metrics thing is bullshit because it was like what am i supposed to fucking do i can't that's a magic fucking number that number is going to be different all the fucking time yeah you know so i post this story and i got i got something from sean t uh Sean T. Collins, which is a friend of mine, TV, TV guy. Uh, he, he does TV, TV reviews. And, and he told me this and it, it was, it was really good. Cause it's exactly like mine, Brett. Uh-huh. When I worked at borders, their metric for success was meeting the sales you had that day, the previous year. Wait. <laughs> so, Oh God. <laughs> oh my God. That is so arbitrary. <laughs> they did not take into account things like holidays or the fact that a Harry Potter book came out that day last year, but not this year. And then he said dumb from top to bottom, which is interesting to me because how does the person that's working at the cash register at borders get people in more people in there like what like what do they even do how does that even yeah. work how are they supposed to are they supposed to drum up more business are they allowed to leave the register to go to try and drag people in yes so they're supposed to be like the shots person at a bar like they try to get people in <laughs> i i really can't i can't figure out like it's yeah. a, that's an advertising maybe thing i don't know oh can i give an aside real quick yeah i had to rent a car today i didn't rent a car i my car got hit i had to go get a rental car and it was funny because I the the lady that picked me up had to drive me back to Enterprise. I, mean, I probably shouldn't say that, but it had to drive me over there and then drop me off, uh, or then I could leave from there. And on the way, we were talking, and they were like, "She was like, oh yeah, I got to know how to do everything at this place, you know." She's like, "I mean, that's part of it. They expect you to to go from this to that to this or that." And I was like. Well, what are they, what about business? They're like, oh yeah, we're supposed to drum up business too. And I'm like, how are you supposed to drum up business? I know. And they're like, well, like we're supposed to try to sell the cars to people. She's like, so when, like, if someone's car is totaled, I'm supposed to like then try to sell, convince them to talk to Enterprise about getting a car, all this stuff. But it was really funny. We had that conversation, and then when we get there, she's like, all right, um, I need like a fifty dollar incidentals deposit, and then she goes, uh. Would you be interested in purchasing a vehicle from Enterprise? And then she goes, Tuh-huh. like she, was just, <laughs> she just it was just laughed to herself Dude, for for both of us. It was really funny. I, well, that's been a thing that I've thought about over this time of thinking about these metrics. Is that new? I don't know what this thing is. It wasn't around when I was working retail at all. What or in a restaurant? These surveys. Like, we're not as important back Oh, then. yeah, getting people I mean, to fill them out. Right. I'm hearing now from people that are like, well, you know, you get like 
$50 if you get a good survey, which right. I I didn't fucking know. Yeah, I used to get, no, I used to get mystery shopped at Fazoli's and they would give you like a tomato pin for your hat if you got <laughs> like a five stars or something. Well, that's why I was explaining to somebody, a lot of times it was an attaboy. It was mostly just, because that's what Insight yeah. was, was like if somebody called in and said, you know, this guy came to my house and he was fucking really nice to me and he got my TV fixed, you would get an attaboy. But yeah. if somebody had to go back after that, you would get dinged on your return call. Right. <laughs> I mean, That's shitty. It just doesn't make any sense. It, do, it, yeah. it is an uncontrollable number. Like, that's what I've learned over looking at these things is that a lot of us, I am not now, but a lot of people are just responsible for numbers that they absolutely can't control. It's almost like a wizard comes up with a thing and you got to figure out how to do it, you know? Yeah, I mean, there was a <clears throat> there was a lot of that at the warehouse where we would do numbers and then they would be like, all right, we need an improvement in numbers. And it's like, no, I mean, like, that's what you get. Like, we're doing pretty much the best you're going to get from us, you well, know? Then we had to, like, all come together and, like, drag the numbers down, you know? And, yeah. <clears throat> And to like start explaining to people, like you know, to do only do X amount. Like if, if you need, we need to do seventy boxes per hour, and you're going to do this for five hours. Stop at three fifty. Like yeah. when you get to three fifty, just fucking find something else to do. Right. Well, uh, Big Hayes on Twitter said they implemented metrics at my work, so now instead of doing any work to improve the facility, my boss just spends all his time making sure to game the metric system. Yeah, <laughs> which well, is a lot. Of I have work. I'll tell you. I here's a here's a here's a how. Uh, numbers I was completely in control of, and they changed the metrics, not in my favor. When I worked at uh, Discover Card, um, and they started this new team, it was called the Over Limit Team, and this was going to be this new effort for basically people that were chronically over limit. They were going to give us new privileges and let us make deals with people um, to get them like back because those people never, you know. No one, no one wants to throw a hundred dollars at like a seven thousand dollars worth of fucking debt if yeah. like ninety percent of it's going to fucking interest. Yes, yeah. So they said they didn't really know how to do the bonuses, and I've I figured out very quickly how to gamify it. I came up with a spreadsheet that had a calculator in it, and so I figured like because what they were wanting us to ask people to set up. We wouldn't make any commission on it. Like it didn't meet our numbers. So I made a calculator that met our numbers. And I was asking people for outrageous numbers, like just because that was the only way I was going to get a bonus. And they were saying yes. Yeah. Like, cause I, I would be like, I would, do you want to get this solved? They're like, I really do. And I'm like, you got $600 for like the next three months. I can give you like, uh, you know, I can match it 50% of everything you pay in reversals of fees. Like I can make sure that you have a card when you're done. I can do all this stuff. And I was making deals and I was getting so much fucking money as yeah. a bonus that they were like, well, we got to change the numbers because people are making too much in bonus. And it's like, I'm making you money though. <laughs> yeah. This isn't me taking money from you. Like I brought in money that you had no idea how you were ever going to fucking get. So then it, that's when it was like, this is like the beginning. And this is me. This is a job I had when I was 19 too. So this was just the beginning of all everything falling apart because it was like, you know, it was, you were getting a bonus if you brought in $25,000, which mm -hmm. is like, I mean, that's a significant amount of fucking money. money. And then it moves up to a hundred thousand dollars. And then, ah! then I'm like, wait a second. I'm, I'm getting a hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I'm shaking people down for a hundred thousand dollars a month. And, and you have made the bonus less now than when I was getting 25 grand. That's fucking crazy.
It was awful. Yeah. And I got in trouble, too, for, like, having them... Because they said it was unfair that I came up with that that calculator oh, that, and all on. that stuff. Everybody should have it then. <laughs> Just be like, I'll give it to fucking everybody then. It's yeah. a new thing for the company. Yeah. They don't want that shit because they don't want to fucking pay. They don't really want that money, dude. Yeah. They don't they really don't. want that money they from don't. the limit either. I was like at the cable company. We went through this, like, you know, I'm working there for a really long time. And... and and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they were like, you know, it isn't a big deal. Like, delinquent accounts aren't a big deal. If some of our most delinquent accounts, maybe we'll just send salespeople out to, like, reconnect their service and let them start again from zero. Because they were like, we're not yeah. getting this money. Right. So we might as well just try starting to get money. And it's yeah. like, all this shit is fucking fake. Renegotiate. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing's fake. It's a fucking fake system. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this, and that's how it was too. Discover. I've said this before, but that that over limit program I was a part of. There was one of the executive guys in the room was like, "I'm looking at this whole thing. I'm wondering uh, how we're gonna make how this is profitable for us." They're like, "Our our over limit and uh, delinquent accounts are the most profitable part of this business." Yeah, yeah. It's all just. I mean, yeah. He said bullshit. it out loud, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" My like, my eyes were just flipping over in my fucking head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this person that that was taught this LaCage uh, Fallez on Twitter. Okay. Uh, works in a hotel. Works okay. in hotels, and they base everything around guest surveys. Okay, right? Uh huh. They also count every score lower than nine as a zero. <laughs> So what? Yeah. So just keep that in mind Wait, if you fill out a thing too, because they oh. a lot of businesses are like that, man. That's they true. will say that like you need to carry a nine out of ten or a, a like I said a ninety eight out of a hundred. Yeah, they're looking for a number that seems like perfection. Yeah, yeah. That that's all they that and and anything less than that hurts you in the end. Oh man. And and also just. As an aside, anybody that works in customer service knows that like you can't solely defend depend on customer feedback as the right, yeah, right. thing for no because customers are fucking crazy. Yeah. And the ones that the ones that are willing to talk to you are the craziest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ones that even call in and say something nice yeah. to you are fucking crazy. Yeah. You know? They think that offering you a thousand dollars to do the survey means that, like, oh, well, what rational person wouldn't do the survey for a chance to win a thousand dollars? Right. Well, a lot of people because they don't want to fucking do a survey. Yeah, they don't it takes care. Time out of their life. Yeah, I'm not going to give you this information for the lottery. Have you ever held on? At the uh, end of like a cable call or something like that, and filled out the survey. No, <laughs> me neither. Not a single fucking. Oh wait, time. no, wait. Have I? I know. I don't remember. No, I don't think I've done that. Yeah, yeah. You I, I that? probably should to help the person out, right? It for would, their numbers. Yeah, it would be nice, but it's also like I don't. Yeah, I don't want to do that. This isn't like you can do call monitoring. You can tell if I'm happy. You know, maybe assume that everybody that leaves and doesn't scream at somebody is happy. That. That yeah. works. Yeah, sure. You know, and if you're the fucking cable company, dude, nobody's happy. Nobody likes you. You're the worst company in the world. Yeah. All the cable companies are the worst places. They're like the notoriously the least liked companies out there. I fucking hate Spectrum. I hate that company. Right. Like, when I drive by it, I want to spit at it because I hate it so much. Um, 
Here's a person, Decorum Rascal on Twitter, who said, I finished the one job I have to do today two hours ago, but I'm currently in the customer's bathroom watching a movie because my boss wants to see my time on site numbers increase. Oh, God. <laughs> if a job takes me one hour to do, I show strong signs of underutilization. If that j- same job takes me six hours to do, I show strong signs of a commitment to service. So, <laughs> so just just pretending that he's working. Yeah, you have to. You have just, to just pretend. Go lay down on go lay down and watch some YouTube <laughs> to get your numbers up. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, I mean that they've perverted the whole thing. Um I've always felt and I've said from the beginning of the show is that we really got to have an honest talk about what needs to get done here and how much time it actually takes, you know? Yeah. The 40 hour a week thing is just so fucking dead, you know? Yeah. The boxes today need to get done. We'll do the fucking boxes and we'll go. How about that, you know? Yeah. Well, you don't want to get into that because then they'll just keep make sure them you up. have more boxes of course. until you're dead. Of course. Until you're there 48 hours. Right. But in the system that I was in, there was plenty of off days. Like, I, I don't mind doing the overtime if, you know, I don't have to work when there's nothing to do. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I don't like I, being chained to a fucking place. You I know? do too. I don't either. I, you know, I was just talking to old friend of the show, Steve, or still friend of the show, but you know, he's been around for a long time, Steve Orange. And, uh, he famously, uh, when he was living here, he was working for a different company, but he would like skip his lunch on Friday and go home early because he was just like, yeah, there's no fucking work to do. Nobody checked on him ever. <laughs> what I do isn't important. Yeah. He, um, he, he said he would just be like, he would put a meeting on his calendar and then just not go to work and nobody ever paid attention. And uh, so he was telling me recently that he works at a new place and he had been doing that for a little bit. And then they made it against the rules to skip your lunch and leave an hour early because uh, you needed to take your lunch because they wanted you until... They want to make sure you're there until five, five. or whatever yeah. the time is. And I've had so many fucking, fucking shit assholes. Jobs like I that. fucking hate that. Are you t- <laughs> Me and my wife are both work through lunch people. Me too. We're both just like, I'm just going to do eight hours and I'm going to leave immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just am going to, I won't even, you know, like, I'm going to take my breaks. That's it. Yeah, but I will not take a break. If I'll take two I breaks. Go home an hour and a half. I won't early. even take. I won't even take a break for the lunch. I will just take two breaks. <laughs> I'll eat a fucking bar at my desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll sneak a bar. I'll hide a bologna sandwich and eat it in the, on the toilet. I mean, that's so frowned upon. Me. I know it's fucked up, but you should be in control of that time. Yeah, I agree. Well, it doesn't make sense. It's like, so you're giving, now you're forcing me to take this hour. Yeah, like I have to now. Like, get out, scram, get out of here. Yeah. I'm surprised they don't go, send go a, run some errands. I'm surprised they don't send a manager to like spoon feed your food into your mouth in the room. Like, here, buddy. Oh, here comes the airplane. Yeah, get some sustenance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, though, right? Um, yeah. Cole Powers. I was a service plumber for a company that had a score for all its employees that raises were based on. No one knew where the score started and where it ended or what exactly dictated it. Everyone's score was between 15 and 35. Higher was better. They told me I needed a higher score to get a raise, and I asked how I could get a higher score. And they kind of vaguely explained it, factored in time spent, materials used, return visits, and travel time. He said drainage jobs were the best for raising your score. And it's like, but then you give me the fucking drainage jobs. If if it's out of my hands, like nothing... 
your raise should never depend on something that's out of your hands. Your job yeah. should never depend on a number that's out of your hands. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me, <clears throat> it makes me think of, there was a time when I worked at the warehouse where this boss came in and he was he was the new manager for this team. And he, he had just started like at the new review period. And it was like six months. I think we did six months. Yeah, we did six months there. And he was like, this team is fucking great. They're phenomenal. They know how to do everything. They've hit all their metrics. They all get fucking five stars. And then his boss's boss oh, no. was like, no, we didn't budget for that. We don't actually hand out, you know, what people mm. we don't. We can't actually hand out what we think people should get. We have we can allot a certain we have a certain amount of five star raises allotted. So you need to pick those shining stars that are five star people. We have a certain amount of money. Yeah. And that means that some people have to get a lower raise right. than other people. And it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what they're it doesn't matter what the metrics are. No. The metrics don't matter right now. <laughs> they matter every day, <laughs> all the time, as much as possible. But not right now. <laughs> right now, yeah. it's money. Right now, it's just, I mean, you just got to pick someone. You, who don't you like? I mean, you're the manager. You can do whatever you want. Pick someone you don't like. <laughs> that is so fucking funny. Um, this person worked at a financial institution, and eventually the way it worked around. Uh, so it never. I'm sorry. Um, that was the wrong one. Sorry. Uh, I work in HR metrics, and let me tell you, they don't even give a shit if the metrics actually measure anything useful. They just have to report shit, and who cares if it matters? <laughs> Which sounds exactly right. Lots of email right. checking. Yeah. yeah. Um, somebody brought up call centers, and I can talk about a little bit about the one I worked at. Uh, Six-minute call times. Yeah. Six minutes all the fucking time. They, they, the managers had a certain amount of available because when you're not on a call and a call center, you're considered available, right? Right. Like that's the status that you're in if nobody's calling. So the managers had to make sure a certain amount of availability was gone. There, there wasn't, I, at the fucking place I worked at, it was crazy. It was like 45 seconds. They didn't want over 45 seconds of oh, availability. No, I mean, they expect hammering the phone. They I want mean, a cue. Right. When you got to, I mean, then when you got to auto dialer status, it was as soon as the phone didn't pick up, as soon as the phone disconnected on the other end, it would throw you into the next thing. Yeah. Like a lot uh, of people hate waiting on hold. The reason you fucking wait on hold is because it's designed so that you fucking wait on hold so that those people are constantly cycling through. Because I've only ever done inbound calls. Oh, yeah. I've never done outbound. That you, I mean, I would love I've to done hear both. how that works. It's awful. I mean, it's just a constant barrage. I mean, the th it just beats you down so bad. Yeah. Um, especially when you're doing collections and you're just listening to like the worst stories of people's lives, like over and over and over again. Unless you develop some sort of weird, like, um, you know, yeah, like they did it to themselves, or you know, like, I've seen that, like dude. they, you know, we all are, you know, we all know what we're signing up for. There's a terms and conditions, you know. You have to be that kind of just like arrogant fucking dipshit to make because it is like they it would be constant calls they like the thing that the biggest problem i had with that company was that i would hit my collection numbers and then i wouldn't take calls and they would say you need to be taking x amount of calls you need to have this amount of call time and i would be like bro i collected your hundred thousand i collected your money i got i'm the top rep you know for, yeah. for dollars collected right now 
but I'm in a meeting because you're saying I'm not calling enough, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to hear people's shit anymore. I am like I literally don't want to have another person cry on the phone yeah. and tell me they wish that they could pay their debts back and they feel like they sinned against fucking God and shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't want to hear that. I I actually knew a guy who was really fucking cool guy, dude. Like uh, <laughs> he had like a name that was kind of like weed related like his nickname he was like one of those guys that you're just like what a what a fucking cool dude sure when you meet him you know and uh he was like in a band he played bass he fucking was in like metal bands he had that look about him he's like really good at video games <laughs> just like one of those cool dudes yeah okay and uh his job was chasing down high level student debt people mm. and like i remember like, I really respected this guy and thought he was really cool until... You found out what he did? It wasn't even that. No, later. Like, I knew what he did, okay? Like, I had known he was a collector, and I don't... Bill collecting is a shit job, and people shouldn't do it. But I also understand... It's that, a lot of like, money. It's a job that people do so it's that one, they can live. And you don't need a college degree, and you can make way more than $10 an hour. Right, yeah. So, I didn't look down on him at that point. But then he started talking about the like guilt neutralization that he does in his mind about having it. And he's like, these fucking people, man, they signed up for this debt. They knew what they were doing. Uh, I'm like, actually, they were like 18 years old and they probably didn't have a real concept of what like $65,000 yeah. is. And it's really not fair that they get trapped in this debt, you know? Yeah, communications isn't actually their strong suit. <laughs> yeah, and I just remember just sitting there like, oh, my God. Because I, I had the same realization at the cable company at my uh, orientation when we started to talk about non-paid disconnects, which is something I didn't ever have to do. They, like, they outsource non-paid disconnects because I think it's kind of like we don't want our in-house people quitting all the time because we pay to train those people and all this stuff and non-paid disconnects are the fucking hardest thing to do you know a lot of times you're fucking running from a dog or get have some fucking maniac yelling at you at the bottom of your ladder and shit like that this is just like not fun it, that yeah. is a job for fucking crazy people that yeah. like are not afraid to go knock on a door and say i'm taking your cable boxes <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know like that but i was talking to uh they still had to prepare you for the prospect of non-paid disconnects there. I remember at the orientation, this nice woman, her name was Tibby Brett. Oh. <laughs> Just a, a saint on earth, really. Yeah, sounds like a warm bowl of oatmeal. <laughs> I know. She was so nice. The whole thing. She's like explaining our benefits and everything. And then one day, talking about non-paid disconnect, this like fucking darkness fills her eyes. And she's like, a lot of you probably won't want to do the disconnect. But just realize, those people are taking food out of your kid's mouth. Whoa! She's like, sometimes you're going to look in the house and you're going to turn off cable while the kids are watching SpongeBob SquarePants or something. You need to realize that it's not your fault this is happening. Their parents didn't pay the bill. And I was just like... Fuck, this world is bleak. Whoa. Like, it really fucking hit me hard. Don't turn off the baby SpongeBob. I never forgot that. The day yeah, I that walked out of psycho. there, it was so crazy because she was the nicest woman I've <laughs> yes. ever, one of the nicest yeah. people I've A woman named Tibby. Yes. <laughs> 
And it just, it was so fucking dark, man. Don't become a non-pay disconnect or the dark, <laughs> the darkness will get you. Yeah. I mean, that's real, that's bleak. And that is a yeah. lot of bill collectors' yeah, that's what you mind, do. too. You just have to do it. And especially if you're getting and computers and all kinds of money and cool shit. And you have a guitar with flame straps on it and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The also, outbound sales, though, was another bad one because you're like, being you're lying and you're being really facetious with people on the phone you know you're like calling and like every insurance agent that i called had someone that answered the phone that was supposed to make sure i didn't bother them but i'm supposed to be like hey is greg there and they're like uh i'm supposed to sound like a friend so like just throw them off guard you know, mm-hmm. I don't want them to ask who is this because then I got to say. Oh, really? Yeah. You yeah. had to ask for the person's yeah. like, you were just like. Yeah, throw Greg on the phone. I'm just stuff tennis, like that. Yeah. I'm a tennis buddy of Greg. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See if he wants to meet me to play yeah. squash later. Hey, Greg Arena around? <laughs> <laughs> hey, have you talked to the Greg man lately? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. Wow. And then like, you know, then from there people cuss you out. People then tell you all kinds of awful things about you. And also, like, you know, I just my the product that I was selling was completely a fucking lie. It was so (laughs) bad and awful. And I just couldn't like in my mind, it was like, I have to make money. But I'm like defrauding these people. I'm ruining this guy's like life. Like because a small insurance agent's company is like. You could yeah. really take him out. <laughs> but the thing, yeah, right, exactly. You're right. I could ru- we could ruin somebody. Yeah. Right. We could sell them a whole bunch of bunk shit. And he's like, fuck. I was betting, a, I was betting, you know, the marketing on that, you know? Yeah. But then we were so insulated, though, because we had a crew of, it was all women that took the brunt of the hatred from the agents. Like, they were like, don't talk to them. They're like, after you make the sales, you don't talk to them ever again. Like, because those people would call back and, like, sometimes they would sneak through. Like, they would, like, Brett, remember me? Like, oh, I, you shit. know, I got your fucking leads that you sold me. They were fucking awful. And you're going to, I'm going to call the, this and that on you. I'm going to send you to jail, your, you know, oh financial God. court shit, all that stuff. They would just start threatening you. But, oh like, God, that, is that was happening nuts. half with, with all kinds of customers, but they were dealing with, you know, it was just. Because the customer service number, the, the, like the number that I gave them for customer service and anything else never came back to me. Right. And then so when they were saying like, when, the reason that they separate that is because you have to do the dirty. I'm doing the, do the lying trickster. Thing, yeah. And then they do another dirty right. thing. Exactly. Right? But we can't like look at each other. We can't. We have to have plausible deniability. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. That's fucked up, man. I would hate that fucking some guy knowing my name and just fucking thinking about how he wants to get revenge on you for a yeah. little lie. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Brett. I mean, I would be fucking furious. Like, if somebody was like, hey, is Brett there? I'm like, yeah, that's me. Like, I can get you more podcast listeners. I'm like, oh, really? Like, how can you do it? Well, $10 a person. Like, I'll get them to listen to your show and da da da. And we like lose all of our money and none of those people listening. <laughs> and they actually got them to listen to like six other podcasts, you know, as well. And sold them the same thing. And this person is just listening to podcasts to get $10. And they don't really give a fuck <laughs> about podcasts at all. They just want $10. And it's like fucked up. And then, you know, and then, and then it's like fucking sink the business. Yeah. And these are like, these are not uh, just rare jobs either right like your job isn't you 
I have done jobs that were ripoffs just like that job. Like every kind of like, I don't, I don't want to say like dirt bag because that's not really the right word, but every kind of person that didn't go to college that needed to go out and make money that maybe didn't fit in, never saw themselves in an office would go and find one of these fucked up, uh, you know, selling people, yeah, clocks. Now I worked with work parking lots and shit. Yeah, I mean, I worked with lots of West Side fucking hillbillies. Yeah. that were would get on the phone and could really wrangle somebody into a fucking deal. Yeah, they loved it, and it was it. it I mean, it, it's like it was a way out. Mm-hmm. Like there was guy, there's guys busting their ass doing construction that weren't making as much right. as us do. Like the top salespeople mm-hmm. from very, very under people with green tattoos on their fucking face and hands. Yeah, no one can see that over the phone. Right? Yeah, know? yeah. I did really shitty at, 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 at like the extra sales, and and that's been another one of the metrics that I've seen a lot in this. And uh, this is non-fat Mike on Twitter. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I worked at HMV and they had this loyalty program at the end that cost money and had next to zero benefits for the customer. Oh, that sucks. Attachment rates on this program were the sole thing they evaluated staff on near the end of the company. You would have people just selling them to people without telling them it costs money just so they wouldn't get written up. People would fight for the cash when they saw a returning customer coming up who we knew already had the card and wouldn't hurt your numbers. Everybody got compared to the national average attachment rate. Didn't matter the most of the average was dragged up by a handful of people with truly absurd and obviously crooked numbers. Company-wide numbers were available and anyone with a halfway decent understanding of math and stats could take one look and say that at the very least we shouldn't be using the national mean average to judge people not head office management though or the sample size of applicable transactions would be so small that one or two sales of the program would swing your numbers wildly and that that's what's what's funny about that is uh Blockbuster did the same fucking thing when they were closing. They had that Blockbuster Rewards loyalty program that you couldn't walk out of that store without getting. <laughs> oh, no, they're like, take a popcorn. <laughs> take a fucking peanut. Take a Mr. Good Bar with you. Real, just grab one. And they wonder why that shit, that's why streaming, like that's kind of why Netflix won because they can't upsell you. Like they're not trying to, they're not trying to sell you fucking candy. Yeah. They're not trying to get you on their rewards program, and they have you so that if they raise the, what are you gonna do if they fucking raise the prices, dude? Like yeah. they just raise the prices on me. What am I gonna fucking do? Am right. I gonna fucking turn it off and then get yelled at by my wife and kid because I can't watch fucking Stranger Things? No. And it's, it's a dollar or whatever. It's usually something like that doesn't hurt so bad, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, and um, I mean holding holding. It feels like holding the employees responsible for the things that they do is just unfucking acceptable. Yeah, it's just not even a good way to. There's nothing you can do about this. I I don't know. I, well, Frog Baby Two Thirty Six on Twitter said, "When I worked at Meyer, they spent six months making the new credit card the only thing that anyone cared See, about." I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> I was just about to say Victoria's Secrets. I've been, you know, I've been pretty snippy with certain people that are very forceful about getting the card where I'm just sometimes say like that will literally ruin my credit. I'm terrible with credit cards. Yeah. I just, I don't want to have it. Yeah. I guess you don't want to say 15%. Yeah. You're probably the top person. You probably guilt a few extra people a day. 
more than the average cashier does, but it's fucking obnoxious. <laughs> fucking, yeah, you're exactly right. I have like 9,000 of these stories from working at Blockbuster, but the worst one was the snack card, where if you bought the card for $6, you got a free candy item with your rental for a month, and it was a pain in the ass to sell people. Yeah, no shit. Nobody wants the snacks, dude. I can go to the what? fucking store, and I'm not blaming R R. R O O O I I I R R R on Twitter. I'm not blaming that person as the employee. I'm blaming a fucking company. Nobody wants to be fucking sold to. Nobody. Yeah. I don't even fucking want like I don't even want to be sold to at a car dealership, dude. I wish there was a way that I could go online and just fucking buy the car and go pick yeah. it up and never talk to Ray down at the dealership ever. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, the other thing about that uh, video that we talked about, which I've been thinking as well, is like how much money at the company goes to people that do metrics? Like, what if they just fucking fire that person? Like, how much money would that save the company? (laughs) A lot of people. Well, there's people in my mentions that actually said that they are the people that come up with the metrics and they're hired as outside contractors. And some of them have said things on to me like privately that, you know, companies pay about two hundred thousand dollars. Oh, I know somebody come in there and come up with their metrics. Well, and that and the thing is, too, is when it comes back to that video as well, is like uh, how much money is being spent on creating a new Chobani yogurt label every six months. (laughs) Like we could fire that whole, those people are fucking unnecessary. Yeah. Like the whole, the redesign of packaging, the new characters that they come up with, all of that has nothing to do with the essential idea of getting the product to people, which is all that we fucking care about. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's all it should be, dude. All it should fucking be at a job is are you fucking are people able to walk into this store get the thing they want buy it and leave if, and don't if, fucking come to me i want to say this i don't want to fucking hear from like target or kroger or fucking meyer or any of these places with the south scan about customer service they don't give a fuck about customer yeah, service because they wouldn't they're not offering the it. scan they're not offering it yeah they aren't I, offering a friendly or helpful environment at all yeah, none of that shit is fucking real that they're bringing up. And then they make up numbers. So, like, the person that's standing in the middle of, like, the scrum of six self-scan machines has to meet some certain number of, like, saying hi to one of the yeah. customers. The other day, when I was checking out, Brett, at, at a self-scan machine at Kroger, I, I'm checking out. And uh, I get done. And it flashes the manager. It, it or it flashes the person that's standing in what I call the pit, where there's like seven of the machines, one yeah. person's responsible for. Flashes them to come over, and it says, "Make sure that this cut it, on the screen." It basically says, "Make sure this customer has 21 items in their bag." You're in supposed to bag. just supposed to eyeball, eyeball that. <laughs> yeah, the, the person whatever. Yeah, who has that? Who can do that? That's what I said. I was like, "Well, I mean, if it was four, yes, yes, yes." Okay. Yes. 21. 21. You, what, are you going to take everything out and fucking yeah. count it? Let me, let me take a gander at that. Uh, fuck, I lost count. Yeah, it's just a... We're re- supposed to be doing this secretly. The things they expect are fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. Um, oh, fuck. You just made me, I just forgot my whole damn thing. I was sorry. supposed to say there. I'm sorry. Uh, it's fine. No, you didn't do that. Um, 
the I don't I forgot it actually. Uh, not sure if this exactly is exactly what you mean, but when I worked at Walmart, our quarterly bonuses were determined by amount of sales and the amount of survey responses on sales receipts. Two things that I had almost no control over whatsoever since I was the impulse candy department manager. <laughs> nice. Which that is another thing. Like, again, the, I can't get people. Look, they you will never get me to fill out a survey. I don't fucking care if you tell me you'll give me $10 if I fill out the survey, guaranteed, I'll just fucking eat the $10 before I fill out the fucking survey. Because every single time I've gone to fill out a survey, there's more than one page and I get annoyed and I just close it out. Like, how long is this going to be now? (laughs) Hold on now. I thought you were going to ask me one question here. I know. Well, it does. It'll ask you like all your demographics info and you're like, oh, okay. No, it won't. What What did you think about this? And then you, you, you start to the hit fu- that. No, the fucked up thing is they're like, what jelly bean do you like? And you're like, oh yeah, finally the shit I like to talk about. <laughs> but then you do that and then they're like, what's your name? What's your address? Like what store, what Target store do you like to visit? And I'm like, no, I was fucking here for jelly bean talk. <laughs> You're like, I thought you was just curious about my jelly bean opinions, yeah. which I have a lot of. Yeah. Why I don't do you have any need... opinions on the rest of this stuff. No, I don't want you to track my movements at the Target store. <laughs> well, so here's what, I, here's what we got a lot of too in response to the video. People that said, we don't understand how things work in a, in a big company. And I have to say for the, you know, the chair force, the executives, they maybe have some sort of big brain ideas about what the company should be doing. And maybe when we have to make one decision on what the robots at the job are going to do or what the new logo on the yogurt is going to look like, they can do that. But then the other 364 days of the year, they're just filling the containers with yogurt. I said that too. Yeah, I mean, they can, like, we, need, we can have a breakout sesh. And talk about shit, but then we go back to like making hamburgers if we work at McDonald's, I right? Even what, what I was talking—we're fucking that. hamburger people here, right? We're not like we're not people that just sit in desks and look at computers and fucking make decisions. We make should also make a good amount of money. Yes, and he should make more than like a CEO or somebody. Like he well, shouldn't even be a CEO. They should all just be making a lot of money. Yeah, and I know you can get the money. Like chopping the yeah. fucking board if right you, off the top. Right, that's what I'm saying. If the board is absolved into the rest of the company, yeah. You talk about test kitchens. Somebody was talking to me about tests. And why a lot of these fast food places have test kitchens? And I was like, yeah. Imagine what. Imagine if there was just even like the slightest bit of autonomy, and you let the people that make the burgers, yeah, try to make new things. Because every time we do Undercover Boss for a fast food restaurant. Some dude's like, yeah, yeah I've been mixing, mixing the ranch with a little bit of the horsey sauce and, <laughs> and you know, putting some beef in yeah. it. It's really good food. And then the manager's like, hey, we can do that. But he doesn't give him a cut. Right. And they, like a motherfucker that invents something should get a cut of every single one of those things made. Sure. Like, that is justice. That A test kitchen is a, a chef making McDonald's food. It's they're scientists. They're not chefs. Yeah, yeah. No, I knew somebody that worked for Wendy's and like they would use like lime isolate to like add it to new fucking uh, their new uh, like limerita fucking drink that they were having. Limerita lemonade or something. So, okay. yeah, they, she like she wore a lab coat to work. She wasn't she didn't wear a chef's coat. She wore a lab coat. Yeah. 
Uh, when I worked at Macy's, sales associates were expected to meet certain sales goals each shift, which was to sell a certain amount of merchandise and sign up uh. a certain amount of people for the Macy's credit card. Macy's is the worst. Yeah. The worst fucking All credit card people in the world are Macy's because they Macy's and Coles Best Buy too, never man. stop. Best uh, Buy is more, do you want this I think, extended man, warranty? I, th- I think that any of the Gap, I think Gap, Victoria's Secret, like... Old Navy, those ones have given me the most shit. I think we might shop at like different because I find I sh- I do buy stuff at Macy's. I buy like yeah, I never go to Macy's shirts and shit, some like Adidas stuff, like and Nike stuff. Like they sell a you, lot of the good stuff there. Fucking pick a I'm side, a man. Guy. Pick a no, you, you pick a side. No, I like all the one brands. or the other. Well, I'm just a just fan any. of all the brands. <laughs> just, oh, yeah. I love this one. <laughs> they put that little uh, that little uh, that little check mark there. Yeah, I'm uh, wearing a check mark and a pair of North Face that's shoes the, right uh, now. The wing of the goddess Nike. <laughs> yeah, I'm a mark for brands, and that's just uh, athletic brands. Actually, I yeah. just I grew up You're doing just... it, and I'm a horrible idiot. Yeah, you like to ha- join groups where there's no like no difficult way to get into it <laughs> except for just buying the thing <laughs> i like to be respected by teens yeah that's true too. i get like, it that's a big thing with me it's like <laughs> they're like oh this guy's cool he's got a big adidas trefoil on his chest <laughs> dude they love it anybody that knows teens <laughs> they, i know they're addicted does work yeah no i saw them they came to our show my daughter will just be like Oh, God, those are some... I took her and bought her Lululemon uh, shorts yesterday. Okay. And she was like, I was just... It's weird they put the label up by the pocket so my shirt's always covered. I just, I just hate that. Oh, really? <laughs> but tell her that it's like a little secret peek. Like, you know, when she reaches up for something, they're like, oh, she's wearing Lulu's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she was just sneaking it on us. We didn't even know she was out here wearing I, her Lulu. I took her yesterday to return the tights I got her for an Easter present, which I got a little tiny bit of shit on Twitter for buying an Easter present. Mm-hmm. Like Easter present? I'm like, yeah, fuck, dude. Oh, people really? Yeah, they don't know that kids expect Easter presents now. That's yeah. like a thing. Well, it's better because the candy fucking like the amount of candy that I got was mm-hmm. probably took a few years off my life. I got almost no candy in my house right now. We didn't buy hardly any candy. No, I didn't. My my wife was like, "Do not go crazy on fucking candy." I'm yeah. like, "I I I won't. I didn't." That's why we bought the Lululemon. Oh, you just did that pants and yeah. then just a few. You were gonna candy buy bars. that shit anyways, and they need I know. shorts. I know they're kids. Well, I bought the pants, and she was like, eh, "I don't really like. I I don't want the pants. I, I'd like a couple pairs of shorts." Which then. Of course, I paid $105 for the pants. The shorts were $58 a piece. Okay. So I had to buy two pairs of I think shorts. Well, that's fine, actually. But it was Usually more it does, money. Like, like, true religion, their jeans are like $250, and the shorts are like $225. Yeah. It's like, they don't give a fuck. They cut off half the fucking <laughs> pant, and they're like, no, you still got to pay us. Well, I'm going to have We still to, want our money. I'm going to have to go buy the long boys. Well, right, in the like winter. Later on this year. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You don't need it now, though. And I'm also expected to buy Birkenstocks. I, um, so I'm, like, all in the hole we'll with all this stuff. I'll do it real quick. I uh, I do not... I don't, wouldn't buy them for myself, but uh, my child is, like, I can justify any bad behavior. But I bought Charlotte Nikes. <laughs> yeah, like, the did. ones I wanted when I was a kid. I bought her a cool pair. And I was just like, just every time I'm just standing there watching her running around and then I'm like, 
God damn, that is the coolest thing in the world. She doesn't like him at all, but I fucking love him. Like, I'm obsessed with him. She doesn't give a shit about him. I actually got shit because I posted that I wanted those. I showed you those Realtree ones. Oh, yeah. Right? Those Realtree Air Force ones that I was just in love with. I should have fucking bought them. Yeah, they had them. Um, They have them at finish line too and okay. i saw them and i finally i just took a picture of them and said i want these more they than might anything. go i mean those if you might stalk them you might you probably could get a discount on them <sighs> i'm betting know, those man. don't stay as i'm betting those aren't that popular and people were like uh oh look at this guy fucking nikes huh just, oh what you're into nikes and i'm like yes yeah i fucking am imperfect i'm an imperfect person sure. and I fall for fucking everything. And then other people were like, "What? what's with the real tree? And I'm like, it's better than military camo. Yeah. You know, I like camo. I was born in the U.S. of A. Right. Oh, you were born on that camo shit. And we all, we, people like me love camo. I like camo cargo shorts. I would still have them. But I can't I had the, the camo. You know? Yeah, I had the best, like, triple five soul camo jacket. Yeah. That was just the fucking best, but I could never wear it ever again in my life. It feels like supporting the truth. It does. I know. I'm not into it. I feel like less less camo in the world. Right. Nobody's ever said a word to me about it, and I don't think anybody would. Like, I don't think anybody would get mad at us if we wore camo, but in our hearts, in our minds... We would be mad at us if we wore camo, but real trees better. Real trees cool. Yeah, real trees fine. I mean, awful people wear it, but it is um, very good uh, tactical wear. Gonna reclaim it. We'll I wore it today. It. I have a. I have a long. I ran in it. I was. I ran uh, down the road in a real tree shirt. It was, God, there's too many logos on it, though. I know I'm a brand mark, but I don't like too they, many. They put logos. it in there. They sneak yeah. it in on everything. Yeah. I just want to let everybody know this show just got officially sponsored by the smooth. Menthol tobacco flavor of uh, men- of Ivana bitch. Menthol tobacco flavored vodka. So cheers. So before we get into Brett's day today, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something new that we've never done, and this is gonna be uh, I'm gonna try to do this every week. This Sunday at 9 p.m. we will be in the basement doing a call in show. Of course, we would love calls about metrics. But another thing that we really want this week, uh, stories about drinking on the job. I don't think people do it as much. I, never, I mean, hardcore I, alcoholics still do. I had heard growing up that I've never encountered it, basically. Is, I know is somebody right now whose brother is drinking hard, was drinking hard on the job and got fired for drinking on the job. Okay, okay. I think one of our new, our new, one of our nine-fingered listeners even got fired for drinking on the job. Okay, I didn't know. So if you're drinking, if you're, because I've done <laughs> drugs on the job, obviously I've done weed and Percocets and I did, people were fascinated by this. It's really, they want to hear the story and I, I guess I could just tell it. Uh, I was working at Chuck E. Cheese. I was supposed to be off in 90 minutes. I dropped a hit of acid because I was like, yeah, you know, it'll be like a little fun half hour. Like I'm tripping at the end of the day. I figured it would take an hour to kick in and it took 15 minutes to yeah. kick in and I was tripping. <laughs> but it, like, I can't tell you a real fun story about it. I just was making pizzas and being like, this is fucking crazy. I'm yeah, get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't, there's not a it great. It didn't boil over. Yeah, there's not a great story to tell. But I did do acid at work and made it out. Acid doesn't smell. I guess. So I just, the, the, I would like to know if anybody like. Does the flask thing? I yeah, know. I used to drink on the. Yeah, I used to do a flask. Like, I, yeah, there was a guy that I would go smoke weed in his car, and then he would sometimes be like, 
I got a fucking bottle of good whiskey. You should hit it. And like, we would drink a little bit. I, I used to drink when I did the sales job. Definitely helps you do sales better. So we would do the lunch. But I, I wasn't like drunk when I wasn't relying on it. And um, you didn't do it every day. It I didn't do it every wasn't day. Like I mean, that's thing. it's so hard because the people that need it to get, it's like if you needed to get through the work day, you have a problem and you need to go to AA or right. something. <laughs> I, mean, but I like, talked to a guy on Twitter yesterday who said that he brings uh, two of those little Jack Daniels things. Okay. Right. And every day at lunchtime, he buys two Cokes and he drinks two Jack and Cokes in his car before he goes back to work. <laughs> Which I, mean, I was just, like, I don't even think that's a big deal. I really. mean, that's what everybody does after work. He's just like <laughs> jumping the gun a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I know that like I, I read a labor history once that I wish I could find that. I would read the passage from it. I read it in college and it's gone. It was like the book I bought was falling apart. It was like a book from the 60s. And it talked about how uh, when capitalists first started the factories here in the United States, like in Massachusetts and stuff like that, that like they were just having the worst fucking time uh, getting employees to come in sober and getting them to stay all day because people was just fucking coming in there. They were yeah. getting drunk. They were just leaving whenever they wanted to. They're like, fuck this. And that's when all this that's when all the stuff started where it was like, we need to train these people. And yeah. now we're here and we're still being trained. You know what I mean? Like to this day, but like, I just remember there was like a few, there was like a chapter with just a few stories in this book about like, you know, these employees, they would stay up all night drinking at the bar and then come in fucking all together, having a pisser and yeah, to the factory I mean, and drinking, you know, which is yeah. safe. I, I agree. I just think that's like, old days. One of my, a lot of people in offices though, they could drink all day and it wouldn't fucking matter. Yeah. Know? A friend, friend of mine, his dad used to always talk about good old days when he worked at this factory, like third shift and they would start, they would get off at like seven in the morning. You could like cash your check at the fucking bar. Yeah. And they would drink until like 11. Like, and they did that every single fucking day. Yeah. My wife works at like a major corporation and she has been told by management, by everybody that you're allowed to have one beer during lunch. But she also is for like, like corporate or like employee outings. Like just anything. Like if you're going to lunch you're and you go to a restaurant. Oh, whatever. really? But she said, I, I wouldn't fucking trust that. No, I would like, never say a word. No. <laughs> No, they're going to take your blood, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just come in after a beer and maybe you're sweating the beer out or something like that, or they just smell it on their breath, or, or they'll just fire you and say you have more than one beer. Yeah. Really. It's just, but, but like, I have heard that, I mean, there is a little bit of lenience. The funny thing is, like, you know, you could rip fucking joints all day and nobody would ever know. But that's well, you the smell more like frowned it. upon thing. But it's the more frowned upon thing than drinking. Like, you yeah. can smoke a whole joint to yourself and go well, that's in just and because take calls. People, but people don't know. Yeah. That's the thing is that, like, all the pot smokers I know don't, are, I mean, because we're in a legal state still where it's still, like, they still have, like, the cop in their brain mm -hmm. that is telling them to keep it hidden. And they are doing, like, really high-level sh yeah. shit. And, like, it would change the mind. Like, it would, like they're dealing with people that don't deal with regular weed users. I think it would change their fucking minds immediately about, you know, this shit if they knew they were working next to somebody that was stoned all day long. Out of their fucking head, Yeah, just too. fucking I mean, people obliterated. Are eating, people are eating fucking edibles <laughs> yeah, all through work. 
Yeah. You know, people are getting fucking hammered, like stoned as fuck in those cubicles every yeah. day. I mean, every blue collar job I had, there were people smoking fucking bongs on their lunch. Like yeah. every single, I knew a guy that would go home every single fucking day and smoke an enormous, like just hit the bong like six times at lunch and go back to doing cable work for the rest of the day. Yeah. I fucking loved it. And it's just like well, when I worked at the when I worked, this is the because this is like a super bro culture internet upstart. But the insurance company, they did the icing thing, where I like do remember that they did icing. So they would come to your desk and they would hold up a Smirnoff ice, and unless you had one like on you to block them, you had to like kneel down and drink it. And yeah. but they would do like there was times when it got real funny because they would go through like twenty four of them. Yeah. Like they would just get started and then it was like they would keep rolling with the rowdy shit, you know? And then people are having three and four fucking alcoholic beverages at work and it's like, uh oh. Yeah, three and four. There's going to be some fucking apologies coming soon. Three and four will get you yeah. yelling at people. Yeah. The ve- that'll turn your voice, your volume on your voice up a little loud. Three, three people, beers turns everybody's volume up. They get more up. brave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it just hap- starts. So what happened to you today, man? I, I read a little bit on your Twitter. Yes, it sounds fantastic. To me. It was crazy. I I I think that I think honestly, it it would be a really good movie. Like I think I think the pacing of it worked in such a way. I did Planned Parenthood escorting today. It was a two hour shift, and that's what I mean. It's like movie like to me because it's like it was really good. We show up now Wednesdays is a day that I, that's the day I normally do. And it's normally not that busy. Like sometimes people don't show up. I've been sent home several times and we get there and it's just me and another lady. And there is these two like praying kids that are there, but they're fine. They don't bother people. I actually had a guy on Sunday. I'm not, I'm not trying to like, you're fine on a, no, it was Saturday. I was taking a walk and a guy, Walks up to me and he goes, "Hey, mind if I pray for you?" And I said, "No, I'm straight." (laughs) (laughs) Nope, miss me with that. I was like, I should have. Like, why didn't I let that guy pray for me? But I was just like, "Nah, fuck that." No, I don't need it. I don't. I I don't need that. Your world. I don't need your magic. Yeah. I wouldn't let a wizard put a spell on me on the side of the road. That's where we're leading with this thing, (laughs) too. Yeah. So um, we get there. It's just them. And uh, uh, it was weird because at the like I noticed when I pulled up that these two young people—they're like twenty years old, I think—is what I would put them at. One of them is wearing a vest that looks like the vest that we wear. Oh no! Yeah, they Why have like doing this? they have like a copycat vest. This is so. It's scandalous. Yeah. That's the way I would describe it. It's insidious. Yeah. Well, I, I say scandalous because when I was growing up, we called things scandalous all the time. Yeah. I mean, but I yeah, did too. It's scandalous. I watch a lot of horror movies, so that's <laughs> why I say insidious more. Uh, yeah. Insidious is good too. But it um, is. It's scandalous. That's like, come on, man. We're, we're playing by some fucking rules out here. I'm yeah. playing by the rules. You guys need to play by right. the rules. But I mean, I've, I've honestly, they've, they are out there lots of Wednesdays and they're very quiet and. They they just lack the self esteem and confidence to like really make an impact. Well, you they know, would never say anything to you. Well, yeah, they and they just try, and it's really bad. But I'm I'm so I'm talking to the person that I'm I'm escorting with, and I'm like, man, Wednesdays are usually pretty boring, you know. Uh, 
if it's just them, like they're nobodies, we're going to, we, you know, this is going to suck. Blah, blah, blah. Like just, you know, making small talk about how like Wednesdays are like this really, like they stopped having a police officer on Wednesday. That's why I go is because there's the cop isn't there anymore. It was good to get intel on cops, but then it was also like, I can't be around this guy because I just want to like, I can't challenge, like, it's not actually a safe space for me to challenge what he's saying. You know, like there's no way that I could say I disagree with you right now because I would risk, I think, fucking arrest. That's what cops do. That's yeah. All. Uh, You're held captive. Maybe I should, like, if you didn't do it so early in the morning, right? I would go with you and it'd be your, like, secret bodyguard. Oh. Like, I would I would embed with the uh, protesters and they'd be like, y'all a bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah. Man. I'm pro-choice. Woo! You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> And and so there's there's nobody there's like not even in, there's no here's the thing there's no appointments happening those people are standing out there and there's no cars in the parking lot after about a half hour a car pulls up so like our job is to stand in between the protesters and the car I go out there and do the thing and then I find out it's actually an employee like she gets out and she's wearing scrubs okay now this is where like shit got really dark real quick. The two praying people, one of them says, have a good day at work. Oh. Mary says the woman's first name. What? Whoa. And I was like, How do you know I, I, yeah, exactly. Did you say that? I, no, I'm, I can't, I'm not allowed to talk I, to them. I need to be there. I can't talk to them. I need to be your like, guy that like, but immediately, bosh. Yeah, I wanted to dive over the fence and like fucking throttle them. Yeah. It's like, you don't speak somebody's name. Like that, unless you want to get struck like a lightning bolt. He's threatening her. That's a threat. That's a, it's a total yeah. threat. It's 100% a threat. It's, it's I know who you are. And, we, we've uh, been looking you up, and we know what you do. Exactly. And, who, how, what, and like, yeah, they were threatening that person. For right. For sure. Yeah. And then from there, like, it it's pretty much regular. They're doing their thing. I, you know what the thing about it, too, is that I think they would make like a really cute couple. They're the, like they're the, the, they're the weirdos. The two weirdos. If they, I feel like they just can't go on a date without like a chaperone or something. And so this is how they're meeting. I just wish they would go somewhere else. They're totally not bothering the patients. So as they're coming in, they say some weird shit like we're women's advocates. Then what happens is this fucking guy shows up, and he's an awful piece of shit. Did you have you encountered him? In Never the past? before. This is and the what's first he time. Like? Can you give me a, a, a sixty-year-old man with white hair? He's wearing a veteran's hat that oh, has the like Jesus. the gold leaves on it. Do you think he's a veteran? Yeah, he claims okay. he is. Okay. <laughs> he put up a big sign that says "Vote Pro Life" right in front of the place. Well, that's not on the ballot, right? But that's what he says, <laughs> and he immediately comes up and starts screaming at us. He starts yelling. Your baby killers, they're murdering babies in there. And he and he he like he comes around the side of the fence. There's a fence that they're not allowed to come around. There's bushes that are coming in because it's spring. So like they're really kind of blocked now. He's like coming around the fence and like kind of peeking in and like yelling, you know, all of his shit. This is what at he people. fucking does? Yeah. On a Wednesday? Yeah. In and the morning? And like- he's pacing in front of the entrance, like blocking it for people. And one of the people coming in that works is like, he's not allowed to do that. And we're like, we're going to call the cops. Like eventually we break the, the truce and they're like, you have to get off out of here. Or we're going to call the cops. He's like, call the cops, call the cops. They aren't going to do anything. So she calls the, the calls the non-emergency number and we're out there. And 
all of a sudden this lady pulls up and pulls in and she's holding a bag of chocolates and she goes, you, I just am so glad you're here. I brought these for you. I brought these, these treats for you because I can't believe it's 2019. And she starts like trying to cry. And to then who? Who's to she? us, to me, She's to us, she just chocolate. pulls up, she pulls up and nice. it has a bag of chocolates and wants to give them to us and starts crying. And then she tries to repeat herself like three times. And she's like, and this feast fucking assholes out here. And then she starts screaming at the guy. She's like, fuck. She's like, she's like, put your dick in your pants and go fucking pray. You don't have a uterus. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> By the way, I should also say. I mean, they put these places in like the in bad places. It's catty corner to a fire department. So like every half hour, there's like an ambulance and a fire fire truck that is going off. And now this lady is out there screaming at this guy. Yeah, yeah. And she takes the chocolates in. She takes a bunch of chocolates inside to people inside. She grabs a bunch of condoms on the way out, and then she starts screaming at the guy again. She drives away. And then, like, as she's leaving, she, like, pulls into the middle lane and starts, like, flipping the guy off and screaming at him. Yeah? What's the guy doing? He's just yelling, babe, you're a baby killer, you're a Oh, yeah, the guy in a fucking veteran yeah, is yeah. yelling at the guy. Exactly. Me, that's what me and the, me and, we, we, the whole time we were just like, I can't believe a veteran is calling us baby killers I know. Right what do you think those missiles do, motherfucker? Yeah, right. <laughs> so... Eventually, it gets to the point where there's this person that had a had an appointment, but now they're waiting. And then all of a sudden, she rolls down her window and she goes, hey, why the fuck are you here? And he goes, I'm here to save these people. She's like, she goes, God forgives. He goes, I, you know, I believe that. But they're, you know, he, then they all of a sudden they get into this. They start talking and then they get louder and louder and louder. And they're having like this screaming match about abortion for like 20 fucking minutes about god too about like god she's too like on good she's she like believes on a in god, god. yeah he's on a god thing and i know the disagreeing about it and i'm just like this that's the thing is like this doesn't matter to anybody so they're screaming at each other a fucking ambulance goes by and then the tornado sirens goes off because <laughs> it's noon and it's like a fucking bomb going. But it was like the best thing in the world. It was like silence for a minute. I was like, I wish this tornado siren would just go on for like an hour. Because <laughs> this is too much. And uh, they ended their screaming match with like her just saying like, fuck you and going inside. Another lady came in and said to him, this was the best in the world. She said, you need to find something better to do. Suck my fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, it was like, it was, this was the most that I've ever had at the time. And it was like, it was pretty loud. Right. And the you guy, know, the guy was an asshole too. Like he was harassing this shit. It was just like constant. He was screaming about like life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness, like the constitution, all that shit. And in your mind, you're like, and, and in the minds of the people at the Planned Parenthood and all that stuff, it's like, I don't want like a big scene happening out here. No. Like it, that is not what we're here for, you know. I, I don't care. Like, even know, the people that are defending it and screaming and stuff, it's like if we just, but sometimes with these people, especially, you know, it sounds like that guy, you can't just ignore them and have them go away. Somebody has to do something. I, I mean, that woman coming and yelling at him probably was a good thing, I would think, because you're not able to and they can't do it at the place. And it's just like a whole Well, I, that's I just, how they win. I mean, with harassment, they've had like a harassment campaign that's continued. 
I don't, if people want to go out there and pray and use their magical mind energy to change the situation of what's going on in there, like that doesn't really bother me. You know, like I, I don't care, but this guy is like completely harassing the patients. He was like being so fucking arrogant and like just saying like, they just passed the heartbeat bill in Ohio. It's over for you. He was like such an asshole. Yeah. And that sucks too, because he is. I know he's right. Right. Like, I mean, the tide is turning. I don't really know what to do. And like that heartbeat bill thing sucks. Cause I, I like have no idea what to do beyond like, uh, a, a, uh, kind of voter, a ballot initiative, the same way we get weed passed. Like, it's yeah. like the only thing we can fucking do, you know? I mean, it'll jam it up in courts is like really the best option right now. It's yeah. like, it's tried to go to, it's gone to Supreme courts in other States and just stalled out. And like, that's what I've heard is. The expectations for this thing. That's the hope. We got some pretty conservative judges here. Like true, they they kind of have have made the districts in this state almost impossible to make anything. Um, I, I don't want to say liberal, any progressive reform in. That's why I don't. You know, the government fucking sucks. It's like it's not even geared toward. You know what people actually want. You, right, you know, abortion is. I mean, abortion isn't popular, but the choice is. Way more it is popular, popular than life. <laughs> well, I'm not saying it. people are like, woo, <laughs> you know, I'm saying that like it's the amount of people that use it, though. Right. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree. You know, I mean, like, it's weird, too, because I know conservative people. I was just having this conversation with my wife today. And like, I think my in-laws are like pro-choice and they're fucking chuds. You know, that's it's wild to me that like. These bills are able to get passed because they're being carried out by such a small minority of people that care about this sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, they're able to weaponize their belief that they should control other people. And that's what it is, too, is that son of a bitch is out there doing prayers and he feels like he's harnessing belief that they should Sorry, control. Dude. He feels like he's harnessing that, fucking God's energy. That son of a bitch. Is yeah. out he's, he's out there thinking that he's saving prayers. lives. And And people are changing their minds and that he has harnessed some sort of spiritual power to save the lives of people. And that's because of him. It's it's a completely arrogant fucking belief system. And it's like it's just a guy that doesn't understand why people do things. Also, fundamentally misunderstands (laughs) what Planned Parenthood even is. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Well, yeah. I mean, this one is the abortion place. This is just abortions. Oh, that's all they do. Yeah. It's the surgical center. Well, still. It it was really funny, though. There was was later uh, this mom was bringing in her daughter and this this uh, (laughs) the guy screamed something like, uh, you know, every baby is a miracle. And the mom says to the daughter. Don't listen to that man. That's not true, Abby. <laughs> I was like, that is, you got it, right? He's right. Every baby, no, every baby is not a fucking miracle. Yeah, he is totally right. Uh, like, no. I'm, no, I'm he a, said all the babies were miracles. I know. No, you're right. I'm yes. Saying, the mom. The mom was right. Saying, no, they're not. It's like, nah, it's like a science thing. And yeah. Anybody can do it. And Yeah. <laughs> not anybody, but most people could do it. And more like miracle, more of an accident, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. I don't fucking know. Yeah. You know? A side effect. A side effect of uh, feeling, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. It's like if there was a God, the only thing that a baby is is like punishment for coming. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That was gross. You yeah. know, that wasn't polite. 
All right, man. I think uh, we did the show. I, uh, again, uh, just want to reiterate at the end of the show, this Sunday night at 9 p.m., we would really like to hear your stories of drinking at work, and we'd love to hear your stories about uh, metrics at work. And uh, if I didn't get to yours that you gave, we're still going to go through these later on in later on as, as uh, you know, later on. This will be a thing we do for a while. Uh <laughs> And uh, we will be on tour and tickets are going to go on sale this week. We're going to be in Denver on May 19th at the High Dive. We're going to be in Albuquerque at the Comedy Vault on uh, May 21st. On May 22nd, we're going to be in Phoenix, Arizona at uh, Rips. And on May 26th, we're going to be at the Dive in Las Vegas. We will be at Double or Nothing on... uh, um, on May 25th, we're going to be in Vegas for wrestling. If any of the wrestling people want to hang out with us or do something with us, it'd be great to meet you. And uh, come see us live. It's so fun. Rips, 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 rips. rips. Is cool. I love that fucking name. I know, I know, I know. I want to do a show at Rips. Can't yeah. believe I'm doing a show at fucking Rips, Place man. called fucking Rips. It dude. rips. Yeah. It fucking slams. rips, it rips. It's a bop. Uh, thank you for listening to Street Fighter Radio. Please consider port- supporting us on Patreon so that we can continue what we do. Uh, there's bonus uh, audio episodes. There's bonus zines. There are videos. Everything you need to fill your life with more Street Fight. Uh, I am, and again, I, I just want to say this again. The $5 Patreon level, I have a bunch of ideas that I want to do like limited series that are short about specialized things and, and fun things. And, uh, that is something that I'm going to start working on in June. And you should sign up for that $5 level. Cause these shows are going to be fucking cool. And you're not going to want to miss these shows. I mean, I have like, you know, ideas for shows about movies. Me and Brad are going to start watching movies on that $5 level. Maybe we'll watch the mule soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. And, uh, I gotta see so it. that's, that's what's going on. You know? Uh, thank you. Find us on social media. We're Street Fight WCRS on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. We're on Twitch as Street Fight Radio, and I think that's the only one that has the weird has the non WCRS name. Uh, but we're glad that y'all showed up and hung out in the chat. Thanks for being here, everybody. You made me laugh. We will see you on Sunday. Peace. Look me up